Hey podcast, welcome to episode 83 of the Yours Truly podcast. This is Claire Tuning, your non-diet resident registered dietitian reporting for duty in her pajamas, actually. (laughs) If you could only see what I looked like right now, but it felt like a cozy way to come from my home, very likely to your home. If you are home, if you are practicing social distancing, staying away from many people, I am right there with you. So today on episode 83, I want to talk about the thing that everyone is talking about, it seems like, for good reason, the coronavirus. Yes, you guessed it, and I'm really hoping that this is going to be the first and both the last time that we need to talk about this here on this podcast, but of course we will see how things unfold. I actually had another episode fully recorded and edited and prepared and ready to go for you on this week of the Yours Julie podcast, and I recorded that about a week, maybe a week and a half ago, and to be honest, I just didn't feel quite right releasing that with all that is going on. So I'm going to save that episode. It's all about mindful eating and intuitive eating and what is the difference, if any, between the two. So I really do love that episode and it will be coming to you likely in a few weeks, but an effort to stay current and hopefully speak a little bit of calmness and reason into the uncertainty and the chaos and the panic that many of us likely feel in this very uncertain time, I thought it would be more appropriate and more with the times, if you will, to focus in on this episode about the coronavirus. So before we dive in, I normally do a Yours Truly Goal Slayer featured post of the week. If you are a podcast regular, you know that we always read a post from our community, either a member or someone who I'm currently working with one-on-one to focus in on a tip, a story, to work on improving our relationships with food. Now, I'm kind of going to skip over reading an exact post today because although I did post in the community yesterday about the coronavirus and we've been having conversations, I want to save our time for the four points and topics of conversation that I want to get through today. But what I will say, if you are new to the podcast and you're like, what? the heck is the yours truly goal slayers, then I will let you know because I think now is a time more than any where we need community, we need support, especially in an online fashion so that we can, you know, feel the support and the community and the connectedness to other people when we might be not around other people or practicing that idea of social distancing. So the Yours Truly Goal Slayers is a free private Facebook community that I have been running for going on two years now. We have grown from zero to like 300 and some members, 340, 50. So we're really a community dedicated to coming together and supporting one another through our intuitive eating journeys, ditching diet culture, working to improve our relationships with food, movement, and self. And of course, we are also a community that comes together to talk about current events and what we might need throughout kind of chaotic and uncertain times. So if you are listening to this episode, whether it's your 83rd time being here or 
or your first time being here, if you would like to join us again to learn about intuitive eating and all of that entails, and at the same time to receive community support on all things that are happening in the world now, I would love to have you join us. So the way that you can get your hands on the application to join our free community is A, go to my Instagram at Claire Tuning, click the link in my bio, and you will find the link to the application for our community. The other way that you can go about this is type in yours Chuli Goal Slayers on Facebook, hit request to join, and then I will be messaging you privately the link to the application. So keep an eye on your message request folder if you go about it that way, because I want you to be with us, but I do have that brief application to fill out beforehand so we are all on the same page about how we keep our community the best, most supportive little corner on the internet. So that being said, da, 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 we got to bring some structure right into this uncertain time. So I could not move forward without doing my fancy transition music. What you just heard there. If you've been here a couple times, you know, I'm kind of cringe at certain moments. And that is what I do instead of inserting some fancy actual transition music. So as we transition to going over the four points that I mentioned earlier that I want to go over, I think it's really important for me to provide a little disclaimer if it is not obvious already that I am not a medical doctor. I am not here to diagnose you. I am not here to educate on how the coronavirus works or how it is spreading or exactly how it might show up. I'm very much a proponent of staying in my line of genius, my area of expertise, and I am a registered dietitian. So I will be navigating this episode talking about how this worldwide pandemic, how this is impacting our relationships with food, kind of the, the fear, the uncertainty, the challenges that you might be going through throughout your daily life when it comes to navigating working from home, being away from people, you know, all of these things that might be new and different that we are faced with that most definitely have an impact on our physical health, our mental health, and our emotional health. So again, I am not here to be your doctor diagnosing or testing anything. Please see your medical professional for that. But I am here looking at this through my registered dietitian lens, and we are going to focus on what we can learn from what is going on now and how we can manage all of these feelings we may be having towards food, and movement in our bodies and how what is going on in the world might be impacting your relationships with each one of those things. So the first topic that I want to cover, again, I have four jotted out very uh, interestingly on my random sticky notes. This kind of a spur of the moment episode as things were coming to my mind. But the first question that I will encourage you to ask yourself, this is a practice that I do all of the time when I'm faced with something new and different and challenging, I always like to take a step back and ask myself, well, what can I learn? 
from what is going on right now. I know it might not be the most positive of circumstance. Maybe none of us would have chosen to be in this situation, but since we are, since the situation at large is something that we do not have control over, what we can control is what we are taking away from the situation, what we are learning from it, how we are treating ourselves throughout. So when I look at what we can learn from what is going on now, Um, A lot of what is happening as far as the toilet paper scarcity, the food scarcity that seems to be happening in some places, a lot of that parallels dieting. So I want to take a moment here and talk about what we can take away from what we are seeing happening and how we can really use that to show ourselves, you know, this is what dieting or food restriction or trying to manipulate our bodies is doing um, to our health. And this is just a very powerful analogy that I'm kind of drawing. So whenever there is perceived scarcity, right? I'm thinking about all of the things that I've seen on TikTok and all of the videos and the things I've seen on social media. Maybe you have seen them as well, where the stores, like the toilet paper is all gone bottled water is scarce. Maybe a lot of the non-perishable foods are not there as they normally would be when you walk into the grocery store on a Wednesday morning. I went to Harris Teeter a couple of days ago and I very much felt that too. I walked in and the bread was not there in full force. Like I said, some of the non-perishable items were looking a little bit scarce because we are living in a time where there is perceived scarcity right? What if I have to stay home for a long time? What if I can't get out to get these products? So what that drives us to do is, of course, buy in excess or stock up on things that we are perceiving might be a scarce or a limited resource in the future. So again, that increases chaos of, oh my goodness, I have to get to the store. I have to buy all the things. It increases stress. It increases urgency towards these situations. So again, looking at the parallel of how dieting or restriction or trying to manipulate our food intake, what that does to our bodies, again, when there is a perceived scarcity. For example, if you have ever gone on a specific diet before that encourages you to cut out a major macronutrient group group, something like carbohydrates, for example, again, speaking currently to a lot of the trends and the fads that we see, if you decide okay, I'm going to embark upon this diet for whatever reason, because dieting and restriction is so normalized in our society, right? We know that, but we say, I'm going to embark upon this journey and starting tomorrow, I can't have any of X food or I can't have any of X macronutrients, like that carbohydrate example I used a couple of moments ago. Well, what happens is maybe you wake up the next morning and things are going well, pretty smooth for a couple of days, but then you walk into a party or a social gathering, which wouldn't be happening now, but again, go with my story and my analogy here, but you walk into the party and you see 
a plethora of all of these foods that you have cut out of your life for the past week. Now, odds are this experience of being around these foods in a higher amount or a higher quantity is not going to be relaxed. You are not going to feel at ease. You're probably going to start saying, oh my goodness, I feel like I'm going to eat all of the things or I feel like I'm going to binge or I feel quote unquote out of control again because in my mind, in my life, there is a perceived scarcity of this food or of this macronutrient group. So of course, when I am exposed to it, in abundance, my body automatically kicks into overdrive saying, I'm going to make you feel crazed and chaotic because I don't know if we're going to get enough of this, we being you and your body, I don't know if we're going to get enough of this food when we leave this event. So I want to drive you to stock up on all of it now or to eat all of it now for the perceived scarcity or the perceived famine that I feel in my daily life otherwise. So again, we can very much see how this parallels what is going on when we look at the media and there are a lot of scary messages out there saying, right, saying, you know, buy all of these foods or, you know, stock up on X quantity of all of these things. When you head into the grocery store, you see all of the items and you say, well, if I might not have access to these, then I have to buy them all right now, which when one person does that, the ripple effect builds and then media grows and that is how we get into this state where we are all feeling a little bit panicked, right? Where resources are actually becoming scarce because this is what ha is what is happening on that biological level, right? So really take away one, what can I learn? Well, we can see that dieting very much parallels what is happening now in our world. So maybe take that into consideration as things continue to evolve and we continue to get back to our normal everyday life, fingers crossed that happens sometime soon here in the future, but just keep that in the back of your mind, right? When we hear all of these messages saying, cut out this food or don't keep these foods in your house, that is not a solution for the long term when it comes to feeling at ease around food. That perceived scarcity, or not having enough of something is always going to add to your sense of anxiety, uh, chaos, stress, feeling quote unquote out of control around certain foods. And if the toilet paper scenario does not remind us of that, then I don't know what will. So the second thing that I want to dive into is a little bit more focused on self-care. So I think we can all agree that in times of increased stress, and uncertainty like we are all experiencing now, it might be important for us each to think about how we can work to act a little bit more out of self-care every single day. So what I am encouraging you to do, what I encourage some of my clients to do, and this is actually something that I help my clients do, and we talk about this on a very individual level in our one-on-one -on -one calls, but I talk about something that I call the self-care toolbox, which is a conversation that you can have with yourself that when I am feeling X way, when I am feeling stressed, when I am feeling anxious, when I am feeling alone, right? Whatever that emotion might be, I can do Y behavior. So whenever I am feeling alone, 
I can reach out to my family or one of my friends. Whenever I am feeling stressed or overwhelmed, maybe I can shut down social media and pull out an activity that's a little bit more calming, like reading, coloring, drawing, whatever that might be for you. So you can see the idea here is taking a couple of moments when you are feeling okay, when that sense of uh, unease is not taking over your person, you can sit down and have a conversation. Well, what might be some tools, some ideas that I can dream up to put in my toolbox so that when I am feeling a certain way and I'm in the midst of that experience that takes a lot of energy, that takes up a lot of my mental and emotional bandwidth, I can look at my list or at my toolbox that I have created and I can say, well, Here are the things that I dreamed up might be helpful for me in this scenario. What option might be realistic and enjoyable and maybe helpful for me to try right now? So something that I am envisioning, maybe you make this list of certain feelings on the left side of your paper and then potential activities on the right side of your paper or phone. I'm I'm kind of old fashioned. I like to write things down, but maybe you want to keep this on your phone, but I'm thinking if you can keep this someplace where it is easily accessible, where you can see it, maybe you hang it on the fridge, maybe it sits on your work from home desk, maybe it is on your mirror for when you wake up every single morning or when you go to the bathroom, but just keeping it someplace where it is readily available. So again, when you start to feel a certain way, you don't necessarily have to think, you know, what am I going to do? Oh no, this is happening. But you can say, wow, I've already taken a couple of moments to think about this. So let me pull out my list and think about an alternative activity that might be more helpful for me, both in the short term and in the long run, than sitting here and stressing out over the things that I cannot control, right? Continuing to feed our senses of panic or stress or unease by focusing on all of the things that are outside of our control, I think we can all agree, is not going to be helpful for the short or the long term. So really the idea of this list is making you aware of what you do have control over and what you might be able to do realistically in a time where you are experiencing something that might not be completely uncomfortable. Knowing it's okay to be uncomfortable, it is okay to feel however you are feeling you can validate that experience but say at the same time and you know I feel this way and what is something that I do have control over that I can involve myself in right now that might be helpful or soothing for me and I will also say since we are looking at this through the lens of food eating can most definitely be something that falls into that category. This episode is not intended to be on quote-unquote emotional eating, although I did make an Instagram post and a TikTok video on this a couple of days ago, so check that out if you're looking for more on this topic. But, you know, eating to self-soothe is not a terrible, awful thing like diet culture cracks it up to be. In some cases, maybe that is the thing that is the coping mechanism that's going to help you feel better. And it can be one of the tools in your toolbox. Does it have to be the only tool that is there? 
No, because it's a toolbox filled with many different tools, right? Not just one tool, but it can most definitely be one of those items that you may want to consider turning to in certain situations if that feels safe or comfortable for you. So now that we have talked about what can we learn and how can I make myself aware of some self-care behaviors that I do have control over, I'd like to go over something that is probably on a lot of our minds at this point. I know it is something that I have talked with a fair number of my clients about so far, but it's this idea of how is what is going on right now of uh, having different foods on hand, having to have more shelf-stable items, not being able to go out into the world as often as you normally do, how are all of those variables going to shift my daily behaviors when it comes to eating and movement? Nod your head if you have ever thought that, if you've ever had a little bit of anxiety towards that, because I know you are not alone. And a past version of me is also sitting here nodding my head as well, because I know I have been there when I was so attached to my routine and the foods that I was quote unquote supposed to be eating and you know, what was the quote good food and how exactly did I need to move my body each day so I can really resonate and imagine if you are also in that space, then having this thing that again is out of your control that kind of dictates us needing to stay in a certain space and maybe eat some different foods than we're not used to, I can very much see how that is a source of anxiety, discomfort, disease, whatever that adjective might be. So I think it might be helpful for anyone who is listening in this moment in time to just be real with yourself, be honest and say, you know what, this is likely going to change my eating and my movement behaviors over the next couple of weeks or for the foreseeable future, however long it might last. And that's okay, right? I know that it is very normal to enjoy your routine, to enjoy enjoy maybe some of the foods that you normally subsist on, but it's also okay to shift those behaviors around, to take more rest, to eat foods that you might not be used to as long as you are not allergic to them. That's my only disclaimer there, because the fact of the matter is, is your body is very, very smart. It is incredibly wise, and it has been working for you since the moment that you were born, before you even had the opportunity or the knowledge to overthink what you were feeding yourself or how you were or were not moving. So if throughout the next couple of weeks, or again, the foreseeable future, However long this may last, if you are eating foods that you are not used to, if those foods come in more packages than usual, if those foods come in cans, if those foods are frozen, however you are getting nourishment into your body, you are doing a wonderful job. All that your body cares about at the end of the day is that it has energy and it has enough 
energy, right? Now is not the time to be focusing on how do I get the exact quote unquote perfect nutrition into my body on a daily basis. Is fueling our body important and giving our body enough? Of course, that is part of supporting a healthy immune system. But if focusing and stressing over the exact detail of food right now is adding to your internal sense of chaos or feeling out of control, I'm offering you permission to take a step back and reassure yourself that the main thing your body needs right now is for you to be on its side, offering it fuel, offering it energy, regardless of what that looks like. Again, your body does not care if the food is in a package, if the food is in a can, if it is frozen, your body simply needs energy. And all of those different types of foods that I just mentioned, the canned, the frozen, the packaged, the non-packaged, all of that, guess what is food? And all of that, guess what is energy? So bottom line, the best thing that we can focus on now, again, to support a healthy immune system is giving our body enough energy that it needs to support the daily functions, the many different functions that our body has on a daily basis. And when it comes to movement, again, if you are practicing social distancing and you're staying home and maybe your gym is closed, any studio you attend is closed, maybe you're not venturing outside side as much anymore. Again, it is okay because your body can likely benefit from a little bit of rest. And if you feel that movement is something that you are drawn to do, Again, coming from the intention of this will relieve stress, you know, I will feel good in my body, then I encourage you to find a safe solution that you might be able to do here in your home. But again, I'm seeing a lot of stuff on social media that's like, don't let go of your quote unquote gym or workout routine. Here is exactly how you can do it there at home. And that is perfectly fine if you want to subscribe to those messages and do that for yourself. But I am also here to say, if you would like to use this time to challenge the rigidity of some of your behaviors to offer your body a little bit more rest, then you have full permission to do so. And that is not in any way, shape, or form you neglecting your health, you not caring about your body. It is simply you saying things that are happening are outside of my control. So maybe I will use this weird, very different time to challenge some of my beliefs, to practice a little bit more flexibility. Again, there's that reframe of what can I learn from what is going on now. So again, your body knows how to handle what is going on with the different foods, with the different forms of movement, or maybe increased rest, whatever that might be. And you never have to earn the food that you are eating from any movement behavior. The thing that I always, always say is food is not a trophy. It is not something that you earn by acting or looking a certain way. It is something that you are born with the right to have, with the right to fuel, with the right to eat. And the only thing that you have to do to quote unquote earn that is to exist and be a human. So if there's that, you know, triggering or um, disordered belief of I have to move whatever way, shape or form for X amount of time to earn this food. Again, I give you permission. Maybe you can give yourself permission or work to give yourself that permission that that does not have to be the case and you deserve to eat 
If your days are slower, if they're spent at home, just as you deserve to eat, if you are going about your quote unquote normal day to day life that, you know, might not look like it does now. So the final thing that I want to say here, point four, is kind of like a an SOS warning message. Maybe I should have had the Joe Bros SOS ready to play when I said that. But something that I will encourage you to be mindful of and be wary of throughout this point in time is watch out for the many sneaky versions of diet culture and the quote unquote wellness diet as Christy Harrison calls it because in times like these where we are all filled with some fear, with some uncertainty, with really, you know, wanting to do everything that we can to keep ourselves, our loved ones and other people safe, Diet culture, the wellness diet, all of these sneaky forms have a really good way of capitalizing on that sense of fear and making us believe that we need certain wellness products or superfoods, things that I've been seeing a lot about now. Whereas, you know, in reality, we do not need those products. Those products are not a cure. Those products are not the one thing that is going to prevent us contracting this virus or, you know, developing any of its symptoms. So again, be really mindful of any of these messages that are preying on your sense of fear and insecurity and trying to make you believe that you need to buy X, Y, and Z superfood or unregulated supplement for the purposes of curing, I say that highly sarcastic because there is no cure, right? Or, you know, preventing the coronavirus. I actually had a client ask me last night, this is a very timely example, on our coaching call, she wrote in her check-in sheet on the question section of things that she wanted to cover throughout our time. You know, Claire, I've been hearing a lot about these superfoods and supplements, you know, and I'm kind of looking at it with a skeptical eye because that's what you've taught me to do. But I'd love to just kind of get your opinion on all of these messages when we are in this time where they're being talked about, maybe with more frequency and intensity than they would be otherwise. And I applauded her for looking at those messages with kind of that skeptical eye of, I might not be buying into you fully. I told her that in and of itself is a major, you know, step forward, a major sign of progress that she is able to kind of identify some of these sneaky messages and say, well, you might not have my best interest in mind. Maybe these messages or just trying to make money off of my fear and sense of insecurity. So I validated that for sure. But what I told her again are there are of course things that we can do and behaviors that we can practice to support a healthy and a strong immune system just as we would be practicing those on a daily basis if the coronavirus did not exist. But now is also not the time to be buying these crazy expensive quote unquote superfoods or these supplements that are not regulated. There is nothing to prove that they do exactly what they claim to do on the bottle right because really and she said a lot of those superfoods come 
at a really high price. And now might be a time where I would prefer to use my financial resources on food that can sustain me on things that I can keep on my shelves and, you know, that are non-perishable if anything or if, if things do continue to evolve and grow and spread. So I validated again, you are totally right. These things come at a high price. There's not anything necessarily verifying what they claim to do. So I told her again, we can focus on behaviors that can support a healthy immune system, but you by no means have to go crazy buying all of these products and prescribing to all of these messages that are really at the end of the day, not there to care about your health. They're simply there to thrive off of the fear that everyone is feeling and make a couple of bucks off that. So if you're thinking, okay, Claire, I'm not going to go crazy buying all of these superfoods or these supplements that I'm seeing, but what are some of these behaviors that you are talking about? So many of these behaviors, again, involve things that we likely would do on a regular basis, but maybe we will think about them with a little bit more intention now that, you know, everything that is happening is going on. So one thing, first and foremost, like I said a couple of moments ago, is eating enough, giving your body that base line fuel that it needs to do all of the incredible amazing things that it does on a daily basis. Another thing would be getting enough rest. Again, like I talked about a couple of moments ago, getting enough sleep, implementing some of those self-care practices that allow you to slow down and take a couple of moments for yourself because it is when we rest, especially when we sleep, that our immune systems can regenerate and rebuild and regain some strength that they might get a little bit of wear and tear on throughout our day-to-day life, especially if we are chronically underfueling ourselves, running ourselves into the ground and not getting enough rest. Another thing, of course, I think this goes without saying with all of the, the messages and the hashtag safe hands and all of like the elbow handshakes that I see going on, but washing your hands, right? Practicing normal, proper human hygiene, we know tends to be really, really helpful. Again, even if this coronavirus was not a thing, but we know many of the recommendations that are out, that are coming out, continue to say washing your hands and keeping social distance between you and other people as much as possible or as much as your particular situation allows can be very helpful. So again, we're focusing on stress management, fueling our body, staying hydrated. That's one that I did not mention, but stay hydrated, folks. Drink your water, drink your juices, drink your tea, whatever it is that you do to stay hydrated. And of course, practicing hygiene and keeping to yourself, turning on that inner introvert switch (laughs) that maybe you have. And of course, reaching out to your virtual communities. Like I said, the Facebook community, we would love to have you in the Yours Julie Goal Slayers if that idea of social distancing is making you feel alone, is making you feel disconnected. Again, know that that is okay. That is a normal way to feel when your regular social life is kind of stripped away, but really try to use the beauty of social media and all of our online communities to help in these times because we can all be here for each other. So, 
Whew, I feel like I have to take a breath after that one podcast. I I did that all in one take, so I have been talking for the past 34 minutes. I feel like I need to go hydrate and take a breath and take a little rest for myself. But again, I hope these four points were helpful for you. I hope you find that the structure that we have here on the Yours Truly podcast, I will be here every Wednesday. I am present every day on social media, Instagram, Facebook, community, TikTok, all of those places. So if you are looking for more information like this, if you are looking for more structure and more focus on, again, what you can control in this time that is uncertain, I would love to be a part of your coronavirus time of your social distancing efforts of 2020, please come and join me on any and all of those platforms because I would love to be a part of your support system. So thank you so much for tuning in to again, hopefully our first and last coronavirus dedicated episode here on the Yours Truly podcast. As always, if you find what I share today or what I share on any other episode of the podcast to be helpful and encouraging and uplifting, the best way that you can say thank you is to leave a rating and a review here on the podcast. That is the way that we can ensure that this message will continue to grow and build and reach more of the individuals who need to hear it. So please give us some love, take a screenshot of this, post it on your story, tag me at Claire Tuning so that I know that you are listening, that we are all coming together as a virtual community to support each other and to consume information that is more helpful rather than harmful. So again, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode and I will see you back here next Wednesday. Yours truly, Claire.